Hey, good morning to you. It is Thursday, April 6, 2023. Thursday, April 6, 2023. Slava Ukraine, Heroium Slava. Uh, PVTV, Political Views TV Podcast. That's what you Google to find me. Uh, tell your friends the Google Political Views TV Podcast, and I'll show up right at the top of the search. And I just got to say, man, do I appreciate you coming every day. It's very nice of you. Someday, that may pay off. <laughs> If you can, please bring someone with you today or tomorrow. That would be awesome. And tweet to me questions, insights, or come fight with me at Cyberclops, C-Y-B-E-R-C-L-O-P-S. So let's start with, uh, well, sort of uh, uh, the uh, Russia-Ukraine war news. Uh, After Macron held talks, uh, French President Emmanuel Macron held talks with uh, President Xi Jinping, A French diplomatic source said China is ready to work with France to push hard to obtain a negotiation to end the war in Ukraine. The source said Xi had also indicated he was ready to call Zelensky in his own time and that Macron urged China not to deliver anything that Russia could use in its war in Ukraine. Now, of course, this may or may not be true. China is in a difficult place right now. I mean, especially with everything going on with Taiwan. Uh, They want to be seen as peacemakers. They can neither uh, show too much of a strong stance uh, in the Pacific uh, while they are negotiating peace uh, in uh, Ukraine, which and China, of course, their peace for Ukraine is going to heavily favor Russia. That's the only problem. (sighs) Yesterday, Stoltenberg said Russia's announcement to deploy weapons in Belarus contradicts a recent joint Russia-Chinese statement that said countries should not deploy nuclear weapons outside their borders. Uh, Of course, the U.S. does have nuclear weapons in Europe. Uh, The Kremlin has defended its decision to station tactical nukes in Belarus. Kremlin spokespuppet Dmitry Pesky-Peskov told reporters that NATO is expanding towards Russia, not the other way around, and therefore Moscow had to take steps to defend its security. Why am I laughing, you ask? Okay, let's do this again. Peskov said, specifically, Peskov, Pesky-Peskov said... It is NATO that is expanding towards Russia, not Russia that is taking its military infrastructure towards the borders of NATO. Which is kind of ignoring the elephant in the room. It's the most ridiculous ridiculous statement I've ever heard. There is literally a war going on right now in Ukraine where Russia forces are pushing west. How can you actually say that? Come on. Uh, I snorted a little there. That's so funny. Um, Moving on. Lithuania's parliament adopted a resolution underlining uh, the need to invite Ukraine to join NATO, uh, which in all honesty is is a bit of a a ways off. Uh, Can't happen during the war. Uh, The resolution passed unanimously with 129 lawmakers present in the chamber. According, uh, and that's according to a statement by the legislature, The resolution called for Lithuania to fully support Ukraine with practical measures, including NATO's political support, recognizing that it is necessary to invite Ukraine to become a NATO member state 
at the NATO summit to be held in Vilnius, uh, which is coming up soon. Is it this month or next month? I think it's this month. Uh, it added the country would also seek to significantly strengthen the forward defense and deterrence of the Baltic region and the entire eastern part of NATO, in addition to increasing the presence of permanent NATO forces and strengthening integrated air and anti-missile defense in the region. Uh, the resolution also welcomed Finley's, uh, Finland's official membership uh, to NATO, uh, which was uh, a day before yesterday. Um, uh, like I've always said, those three Baltic states are always the loudest because they're right there. Uh, Lithuania butts up against Kaliningrad, which is part of Russia. And then, um, uh, 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 what is it? Estonia. And um, what's the other one? I, it's, it's like naming the seven dwarfs, except, except it's naming the three Baltic states. Um, anyway, uh, like I've always said, they are always the loudest. A uh, day after Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky visited uh, Poland, Ukraine's state arms producer announced Ukraine and Poland agree on the j- joint production of 125 millimeter caliber sh- tank shells. The agreement provides for establishing new production lines designed to manufacture a large cache of ammunition in Poland. The statement said this is another step Uh, uh, toward further strengthening the partnership between Ukraine and Poland in the defense sphere. Uh, Now, ramping it up in time to help them, that's another thing. We'll see what happens. The governor of Bryansk region in Russia says Russian security forces foiled an attempt by a group of Ukrainian saboteurs to enter Russia. Alexander Bogomaz The governor of the Bryansk region said on Telegram, Today, the border department of the FSB, which is their uh, uh, secret service, I guess, for Russia, uh, of the Bryansk region thwarted an attempt by a Ukrainian saboteur group of 20 people that tried to cross into Russian Federation near the village of Sluchovsk. Uh, This uh, would be uh, the northeast corner of Ukraine, um, like north-northwest of Sumy and east-northeast of Chernihiv. So it's right, I mean, this is right in that corner. If you looked at a map, you'd see what I mean. Uh, so in Bakhmut, Yevgeny Prigozhin said on Telegram, it must be said clearly that the enemy is not going anywhere. Uh, yesterday, Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky uh, raised the prospect of a possible withdrawal from the city, saying Kiev would take the corresponding decisions if its forces in the city risked being encircled by Russian troops. I, I will say there is a risk right now because they do have, they are, they have surrounded the city three quarters of the way, except for the uh, the western flank, which is still holding on. Uh, so it, it does, but, but they're spread, uh, Yevgeny uh, Prigozhin's troops are spread pretty thin. Uh, Pavlo uh, Narozhnyi, uh, a, a Ukrainian military analysis told NV Radio that Ukrainian forces were exhausting Russian troops to prepare for counterattack. Narozhny 
said uh, Bakhmut is performing the key task of inflicting as many losses on Russia as possible, and most importantly, to prepare for a counterattack to take place in late April and May. Um, which is coming up soon. Uh, Prigozhin made clear that he was not yet satisfied with the uh, support he received from Russia's mainstream forces, including those attacking adjacent front areas. Apparently, he's been bitching and moaning that he's not getting enough support. Um, And I look forward to him being on a balcony in the near future. Uh, Remember that girl in Russia who drew a picture that was anti-war? I saw the picture. Uh, It was like missiles flying in the sky and a mother and daughter uh, in a field. Um, uh, She is not with her father. I thought her father had escaped with her, but apparently Russia took her away from her father, uh, who may have escaped the country because he was going to be put in prison for anti-war sentiment because of these pictures. Uh, Russian Children's Commissioner uh, Maria Lvova Belova, the woman who is uh, um, implicated in war crimes by the ICC, um, said teenager Masha Moskaleva had uh, at first not wanted to go with her mother, but changed her mind. Now authorities say she has been handed to her estranged mother. Uh, There is apparently nothing in there as to why uh, they were away from their mother, but I'm sure it was for not such good reasons. Uh, Her father, uh, Alexei, uh, received a jail sentence as a result of the drawing, but his whereabouts are unknown. Uh, The Belarusian uh, authorities say they detained him in Minsk last week. However, this was never confirmed, and there has been no information on his whereabouts since. So, moving on, now that I have your attention, let's try and fix the rest of the world. On top of McCarthy's visit with Taiwan's leader uh, over in, uh, where was that? Oh, at Ronald Reagan's library. Uh, A bipartisan congressional delegation arrived in Taiwan earlier today. Representative Michael McCall, Republican of Texas, uh, the head of the House Foreign Affairs Committee, said, being here... I think sends a signal to the Chinese Communist Party that the United States supports Taiwan and that we're going to harden uh, Taiwan and we want them to think twice about invading Taiwan. The lawmakers' arrival in the self-ruling democracy comes as China, which claims the island as its territory, is still fuming over the meeting in California yesterday between McCarthy and Taiwanese President Tsai Ing-wen, Uh, The Chinese foreign ministry accused Tsai and McCarthy, the third most senior U.S. government official, of promoting Taiwanese independence through their meeting at the Ronald Reagan uh, Library in Simi Valley, California. Uh, Spokesperson Mao Ning said at a regular uh, briefing earlier today, China will take resolute measures to safeguard its sovereignty and territorial integrity. The White House says the visit by high, uh, high-level high Taiwanese officials are routine and that China should not use Tsai's uh, travel through the U.S. as a pretext for greater aggression against the island. The Maritime Safety Administration of the Fujian uh, uh, province uh, which sits about 100 miles across the waters from Taiwan and China said yesterday that it was launching a three-day joint cruise and patrol operation in the Taiwan Strait that could include on-site inspections of other ships. 
The Taiwanese government said it had lodged a strong protest with China over the operation and instructed shipping operators to refuse any Chinese requests to board. So, there could be some problems in the next few days when China boards a Taiwan ship. We will see. Uh, what did we say just last week? That there would be violence in Israel as the holidays approached. Uh, Israel, police brutally attacked Palestinians inside the Al-Aqsa Mosque compound in occupied East Jerusalem on Tuesday night, injuring at least a dozen peaceful worshippers and arresting more than 400 during the Muslim holy month of Ramadan. Uh, Middle East Eye reported dozens of heavy armed officers stormed the site using stunned grenades and fired tear gas into Quibli Prayer Hall, the building with the Silver Dome, where hundreds of men, women, elderly people, and children were staying overnight to pray. Israeli officers then beat worshippers with batons and riot guns, wounding many before arresting them. Videos from inside the mosque showed Israeli officers repeatedly hitting people with batons while they appeared to lie on the floor. Meanwhile, the cries for help from women and children could be heard in the background. At least 400 Palestinians were arrested yesterday and remain in Israeli custody at a police station in Atarat. Yes, Israel, because... We've all heard God preach that you should beat people who pray. I really, is it time yet to stop giving money to Israel? Or at least threaten to stop giving money to Israel unless they decide to have peace? Moving on. A new invest... Oh, we're going to go to the Supreme Court. Yes, we are. We're going to the Supreme Court. A new investigation by ProPublica has found that conservative Supreme Court nutball Justice Clarence Thomas accepted multiple luxury trips from Harlan Crow, a Republican real estate developer and mega donor. And we're talking millions. Uh, the report found for over 20 years, Thomas has accepted luxury trips virtually every year from Crow without disclosing them. In addition to taking trips to Indonesia and New Zealand on Crow's super yacht, Thomas's, Thomas regularly flies on Crow's Bombardier Global 5000 jet and spends a week every summer at Crow's private Adirondacks resort. Are you kidding me? This is, this is. I, I mean, I'm going to call this hundreds of thousands of dollars a year, a year worth of uh, donations to a judge on the Supreme Court. What are you kidding me? According to the ethics law experts uh, interviewed by ProPublica, the absence of these luxury trips on Thomas's financial disclosures appears to violate a law that requires justices to disclose most gifts they receive. Is it time to remove Clarence Thomas from the bench? Is it time to impeach him yet? We do have the Senate. Not enough of the Senate, but we do have the Senate. Um, Harlan Crow said, My wife Kathy and I have never asked about a pending or lower court case, and Justice Thomas has never discussed one, and we have never sought to influence Justice Thomas on any legal or political issue. But that doesn't really matter, does it? Because he knows, Thomas, is, Thomas knows uh, uh, his political leanings, right? 
In its investigation, ProPublica found that Crow has donated over $10 million in publicly disclosed political contribution. He has also donated to groups that conceal their donors and once said, I don't disclose what I'm not required to disclose. He hides as much of his donations as possible. And this seems to be one of them. We will hear more about this in the coming days, I'm sure. Uh, Did you think the church's sex abuse news was over? It's not over until we say it's over, right? Uh, My home state of Maryland, a report from the Maryland Attorney General, Anthony Brown, released yesterday, alleges 156 Catholic clergy members and others abused at least 600 children over the course of more than six decades. The report reads, from the 1940s through 2002, Over a hundred priests and other archdiocese personnel engaged in horrific and repeated abuse of the most vulnerable children in their communities, while archdiocese leadership looked the other way. Now, abuse is one thing. Sexual abuse is another. I was abused, but not sexually. Mother Mary Almeida, I'm calling you out right now because you've been dead for 50 years. I have no doubt. Um... Mother Mary Almeida spanked me in front of the class, first grade. What horrible thing did I do? What do you think? I went ahead in my math book. I didn't get all the questions right, but I tried. And she spanked me for going ahead in my math book. Yeah, that's the Catholic Church for you. Uh, time and again, he, uh, 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 this is the continuing the story time and again, members of the church's hierarchy, hierarchy resolutely refused to acknowledge allegations of child sexual abuse for as long as possible. The report lists descriptions of graphic sexual and physical abuse allegations, including using alcohol and drugs and describes in vivid detail how they coerced and forced victims to perform sexual acts, even while drunk or high. Uh, You know, as Michael Jackson said, have some of this Jesus juice. It'll loosen you up. Uh, The report lists of abusers include clergy members, seminarians, deacons, teachers, and other employees of the archdiocese. Of course, I doubt it's not happening anymore. I, I'm sure it's still going on, uh, but but of, of course, uh, the Archdiocese said that they will make sure it does not happen anymore. Um, the statute of limitations is over, but Maryland Senate passed a bill in March that would repeal the state's civil statute of limitations in certain civil actions relating to child sexual abuse. The bill is working its way through the House. Once it works its way through the House, look out! The lawsuits will fly. Moving on. Two, that noose tightening around that bright orange neck. Mike Pence has decided against appealing a court order from uh, from Judge James Boesberg requiring him to testify before the special counsel's grand, grand jury investigation, excuse me, investigating Donald Trump's effort to overturn the 2020 presidential election. Uh, Pence excused that run on sentence, sort of. Kind of, sort of, kind of. A Pence spokesman 
Uh, Devin O'Malley said, Vice President Mike Pence swore an oath to support and defend the Constitution, and his claim that the Biden special counsel's unprecedented subpoena was unconstitutional under the speech or debate clause was an important one made to preserve the separation of powers outlined by our our founders. And, and, And you know what? I agreed with that challenge. I agreed with it. Okay, Mike Pence, that was a legitimate challenge. Uh, In the court's decision, the principle uh, prevailed. That's what he said. Uh, Which means he will only be questioned on his job as vice president, not his role as president of the Senate. Which isn't really a role, it's just ceremonial, but it doesn't matter. But in the next couple of days... Trump could appeal the ruling by Judge James Boesberg that ordered Pence to appear before the grand jury. We will see. I'm sure he will. Uh, But he'll lose. He's he's lost this same challenge several times. You know? Uh, This ruling was unique. For the first time in American history, Boesberg found that uh, that vice presidents do enjoy some congressional immunity for their role as president of the Senate and affirm that the speech or debate clause extends to the vice president of the United States. Moving on to Robert F. Kennedy Jr., the 69-year-old son of the assassinated Senator Robert F. Kennedy and nephew of President John F. Kennedy, has filed election paperwork to run for U.S. president in 2024 as a Democrat. Uh, the environmental lawyer's uh, campaign treasurer, John Sullivan, confirmed the filing. Uh, I, okay, Kennedy is a huge anti-vaxxer who ignores science. Uh, I, I, he's not, I, he, he would not be good as president. He, this is not your John F. Kennedy replacement. It is not. He's a bit of an extremist, still would be better than Trump, but he would lose against Trump because he's an anti-vaxxer, just like Trump, which means he has nothing to separate him from Trump except for really uh, uh, far-left beliefs. Last month, another Democrat, uh, uh, Marianne Wilson, uh, Williamson, announced her candidacy, candidacy. So that's two that are in it so far, Kennedy and Williamson's, because Biden has not yet announced So, moving on. Idaho. That's not just a statement about me. Yesterday, Idaho Governor Brad uh, Brad Little made his state the first in the U.S. to restrict interstate travel for abortion care by signing legislation that aims to prevent minors from traveling to obtain an abortion without parental consent. I just don't understand how he can restrict interstate commerce for any reason. Uh, The Republican-authored law, HB 242, creates a new crime of abortion trafficking. We we talked about this. Was it last week we talked about it? I think so. And establishes a minimum two-year prison sentence and a maximum of five years for anyone found guilty of committing it. The law... Uh, defines a perpetrator of abortion trafficking as an adult who, with the intent to conceal 
an abortion from the parent or guardian of a pregnant, unemancipated, unemancipated minor either procures an abortion or obtains an abortion-inducing drug for the pregnant minor to use for an abortion by recruiting, harboring, or transporting the pregnant minor within the state commits the crime of abortion trafficking. The measure text states... It shall not be an affirmative defense to a prosecution that the abortion provider or the abortion-inducing drug provider is located in another state. Still, what disgusts me even more is using the term trafficking, which minimalizes the seriousness of actual trafficking. Idaho healthcare providers and advocacy organizations, including Planned Parenthood and the ACLU, announced yesterday that they are suing Idaho Attorney General Raul Labrador over his claim in a recent legal opinion that Idaho law prohibits medical providers from either referring a woman across state lines to access abortion services or prescribing abortion pills for the woman to pick up across state lines. You can bet that this will be another Supreme Court case if it gets through the state's courts, which I doubt, I'm pretty sure it'll get stopped at the state courts. Of course, they will appeal, and then it could go even further to the Supreme Court. Uh, moving on to an even uh, an over 90-year-old abortion ban that fueled one of the largest ballot drives in Michigan's history was repealed yesterday by Governor Grevin, uh, Gretchen Whitmer just months after voters enshrined abortion rights into the state's constitution. Whitmer said at a bill signing outside of Detroit, today we're going to take action to make sure that our statutes and our laws reflect our values and our constitution. The 1931 abortion ban made it a four-year felony to assist in an abortion. The law stood but was null and void until the overturning of Roe v. Wade. Courts blocked the ban from taking effect while citizen while a citizen-led initiative to enshrine abortion rights into the state's constitution received more signatures than any other ballot proposal in state history to put the question before voters. Voters overwhelmingly approved the proposal in last November's midterms, we talked about that, making the 1931 law unconstitutional and unenforceable, which allowed Gretchen Whitmer to say, this is gone. This is out of here. It's no longer valid. Uh, moving on. Uh, yesterday, Delaware Superior, uh, Superior Court Judge Eric Davis said at a hearing that if Dominion subpoenas the Murdochs to testify in person, he would not quash those subpoenas and the Murdochs would need to show up in, uh, to the courthouse. Uh, this is that Dominion lawsuit uh, against Fox News for, for lying Non-stop lying? Fox News lies? Really? I'm so shocked. Uh, Dominion has sued Fox News for defamation and says it was defamed by right, the right-wing network when Fox host and guest claimed in 2020 that its voting systems illegally rigged the election. Davis said they are, uh, 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 the judge, Davis said they are relevant to the case. If Dominion wants to bring them live, they need to issue a trial subpoena, and I would not quash it. He added that it would be my discretion that they come. Both parties have made these witnesses very relevant. Uh, this outcome is a blow to Fox, which tried to block Dominion from forcing the Murdochs onto the witness stand. The judge signaled at previous hearings that he was skeptical of Fox's claim 
that their testimony wasn't necessary. Ha ha. <laughs> I, okay. Yeah. You know what? What, what do we got here? What do we got here? Yeah, this is it. And we are just so fucked. We really are. On, on global warming, we're really fucked. Yesterday, peer-reviewed research was released in the journal Nature on the Ice Shelf. We've tried the Antarctic Ice... Uh, well, actually, the this was on, uh, I think, the Greenland Ice Shelf uh, was the peer research. But it, 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 it... The results are going to affect the Antarctic uh, ice shelf. I, I'll try to make it simple. It's a little complex of a, a, of a, a journal article. It seems in the last ice age, ice shelf retreated much quicker than we formerly knew. We thought it was, you know, at a slow pace, but it isn't. It wasn't at a slow pace. It could have been hundreds of feet a day. Um, it's because once the ice retreats towards land, it lifts up from the ground on the seafloor and begins to float, allowing it to flow faster and increase the contribution to sea level rise. Um, if you're in California, are you familiar with those sailing stones in Death Valley, California? You can Google it, sailing stones in Death Valley. These are huge rocks that move across the desert floor, uh, and people were just dumbfounded. They didn't understand how it happened. But some scientific evidence, well, from what I gather, uh, this is how it works. There is a light rain or even just some morning dew. The water gets under the rocks and freezes at night. When the sun rises, it warms those rocks, which causes the ice to melt, begin to melt. Then you have a thin layer of ice floating on a thin layer of water. And these huge rocks get blown by the desert winds hundreds of feet. These are rocks getting blown by wind because they're floating on this thin layer of uh, ice and water. Okay, so you've dropped an ice cube on, a, on the counter and tried to pick it up. What happens? You try and pick it up, it slides across the counter. There's no friction. That's what's going on with those stones. Now imagine this on a grand scale. Ice melts and falls through the cracks and crevices and gets underneath the ice sheet, and it starts flowing into the ocean. If air and ocean temperatures around Antarctica were to increase as projected and match those at the end of the last ice age, researchers say ice marching backwards hundreds of feet a day could trigger a collapse of modern-day glaciers sooner than previously thought. That could be devastating for global sea levels. And we're talking about sea level rise of over 100 feet very quickly. Beachfront property in the Hollywood Hills. Washington, D.C. underwater. Statue of Liberty hip high in water. And Manhattan looking like the end of the movie AI. Prior to the publication of the new research, one of the fastest glacial retreats rates detected was at Pope Glacier, in West Ant Western Antarctica. The smaller glacier is not far from the massive Thwaites Glacier, which is nicknamed, nicknamed the Doomsday Glacier due to projections about how its melting is poised to contribute significantly to sea level rise. And you and I have talked about Thwaites numerous times. Eric Renault, 
was part of a team that published a paper last year that we covered here documenting the retreat of the Pope Glacier. Based on satellite calculations, the 2022 study found that during a period in 2017, the glacier retreated at a rate of roughly 105 feet per day, or about 20 times slower than the fastest rate detected for the Eurasian ice sheet in the new study. That happened, when was the end of the the last... uh, Ice Age, was that 10,000 years ago? I forget. I don't know. Um, this means the future shows glacier retreat will likely increase the speed at the end uh, to the same speed as, as the end of the last Ice Age. It's much worse than we think. Okay? If the Pope Glacier... Is that is that the, what it's called? Uh... uh collapses, which would cause the Thwaites Glacier to collapse, which would cause the rest of the Antarctic to collapse. We are in deep trouble. Deep trouble. Anyway, that's it. Thanks for listening. Sorry to end on a, on a somber note. Uh, Thursday, April 6, 2023. Thursday, April 6, 2023. Man, do I appreciate you so much. Bring someone with you today or tomorrow if you can. PVTV, Political Views TV Podcast. That's what you Google to find me. I'll show up right at the top of the search. Tweet to me questions, insights, or come fight with me at Cyberclops, C-Y-B-E-R-C-L-O-P-S. And remember, always remember, government profit is measured by the betterment of the people. Don't you ever forget it. I'm Peter Lawrence, reporting from Los Angeles.